everyone. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Podcast with Giving Song. I'm Kristen, and I'll be your host again today. We are actually going to turn the tables a little bit and interview Alyssa Morris, our newest therapist. Alyssa has been instrumental in getting this podcast up and running, and today she is going to be in the spotlight. So welcome, Alyssa. Thank you. Um, I want our our listeners to get to know you um, a little bit more. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us your journey to music therapy, where you did your education, and kind of what brought you here? Yeah. So, um, I mean, at first when I was looking at universities, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my degree. And I I wasn't even sure if some type of music degree was for me since I knew I didn't want to do music education. Um, I was really interested in psychology or maybe social work, though. But by my senior year, I saw the documentary Alive Inside and watching the cognitive and just the physiologic responses of the residents um, in the assisted living Um, facilities while just listening to music, I was like, I need to know more about this music therapy research. And so once I looked into the profession, it just clicked in my heart. And I said, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so um, my passion has really only grown from there. And I've I've never looked back. Um, And that figuring out that that's what I wanted to do led me to do my undergrad at Drury University in Springfield, Missouri. which just ended up being a really great fit because I I am a Missouri girl by heart. Um, I grew up and was raised in Columbia, Missouri, which is where I have ended up back um, starting off my professional career with giving songs. So um, this is, you know, coming back to my hometown has been a really amazing thing. And I'm, I'm so blessed and excited to be able to bring my profession and um, passion back to my community. So that's, that's kind of what what brought me here and and how I got here. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, And actually, I, I, this segues so perfectly into um, what I want you to also share is I I just saw that you um, posted up a new song that you wrote, I believe called Missouri State of Mind. Yeah. And so that you just I, I know you're a Missouri girl and um, and I, I know that that uh, just kind of posted. So tell us a little bit about your your musical background. What did you study? What have you you know, what's the, the music look like um, for your background? But then also, what are you doing now? Yeah. So um, I always have said that I've been performing since I was two years old. <laughs> um, I threw my first concert on a Chuck E. Cheese stage that had the a microphone and it was projected in all the TV monitors in the restaurant and pretty much anytime I could get anyone to stop and listen to me singing I would throw a concert in my house in public everywhere it did not matter um, that's awesome yeah and I probably embarrassed my parents but I um I was super into it and so I started taking formal piano lessons when I was 8 uh, which grew into guitar lessons and then voice lessons. Um, I started playing at my church on our priest team when I was 14. I started singing in a bluegrass band at 15. Um, I've been in pop cover bands. I've done lots of solo gigs. I've been in a country folk band. I've sung with duets. Um, I've done a lot. And, you know, my dad was a professional musician for many, many, many years. And my sister also is very musically talented and has the same background as me. So as a family, 
Um, that's something that we've been passionate about and we've performed together a lot. And so it's just always been a huge part of my life. But, um, you know, I mean, today I love to perform solo gigs at coffee shops or small community gatherings. Um, but if I'm not doing something in public, which right now is kind of mm -hmm. uh, limited, um, but I spend a lot of time writing music and recording my own music, like you mentioned. Um, I, I share it on SoundCloud and YouTube and um, just, and you know, if anybody is just over and wants to hear what I've been working on, I'm always happy to share. And I also play at my church regularly, which I really, really enjoy. Well, we are going to put links to all of those um, in the show notes. Oh, so, um, and and I've been enjoying just getting to know. I mean, you've been on our team for just over six months, and so, um, but it has been so good to get to know you um, as that musician because that's really the heart of what you you came to music therapy as a musician first and foremost, and so yeah. that has really inspired. Um, really everything you do and it certainly is um, the high quality musician that and music music skills that you have right now that we see in the clinic so um, we're going to segue into the music therapy aspect so you know mm -hmm. you did your you did your education at Drury um, yeah. and so today I really want to focus because I know that so many interns especially right now are you know getting ready to either finish or thinking about mm -hmm. finishing um, I know even with all the craziness um, in the world right now, you know, interns and, and students are still moving forward and yeah. um, our educators are still doing everything they can to get them to, to progress. And um, so let's talk a little bit about some of those challenges that you experienced from that transition from student to professional. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's quite a few, um, and for every person it's different, but I would say um, imposter syndrome was a big challenge for me, and I know that it was for many of my peers as well. Um, you know, suddenly you show up at your facilities as a professional, and you instantly feel like you know nothing, yeah. but you're also <laughs> supposed to know everything, and so there's a lot of freaking out that happened at that stage for me. And um, I found that getting perspective is really important just on all kinds of levels. But I would also say that burnout after undergrad is a real thing. And it really hit me around the time I started working. I, I think just all the stress of, you know, undergrad and, and internship and moving and graduating just kind of all caught up to me. And, you know, your body physically has to start to unwind and that you coming off, you know, the letdown of all that stress. I just felt emotionally and physically really tired for several months. And so learning how to address what my body needed, like getting more sleep, mm -hmm. um, you know, focusing on a cleaner diet. And also for me, less exercise was actually really helpful um, for just a few months to, you know, as a part of constantly checking in on my mental health and um, also having a support system is so important, but lots of patience with myself and my body and just taking the time that I needed to do what I needed to do was very important for me. Yeah, I think that's so important. And that is something that um, I'm so glad you mentioned because, you know, it's, it's a hard profession anyway. And it's right. hard, especially when you start out feeling like, you know, behind almost uh, in yeah. just your, your physical capacity. Um, yeah. And I should also mention, you did all of those transitions within a month. 
So you, <laughs> it was a lot. you, yeah, you did a lot. And so that's also maybe, you know, to, for each therapist to, to really check in with themselves to see, you know, do yeah. you, do you need a month or a couple months off before you start a new job? Um, yeah. It's really good to be aware of your capacity because if you start burnt out and you don't address it, um, it just can get worse and yeah. in a profession that's already difficult. So, mm-hmm. and, and demands a lot of you. Yeah. So um, how did you prepare? I mean, in, in different areas you already addressed um, that you, that you did, do you have any recommend recommendations or any specific resources for those that are really transitioning from student to intern or even intern to professional? Yeah. Um, one resource that was really helpful for me, um, it was actually a book that my senior capstone class worked through, um, you know, at our last semester, pretty much right before we were getting ready to launch from undergrad. Um, it's this book called Six Month Chrysalis. And it's a book that is a, it's a compilation of stories, um, from current interns spanning like 20 years of their experiences. And it kind of walks through, it breaks down internship into all these different phases, um, like emotional phases and, and kind of um, thresholds that you cross as you go through the internship journey. And I found it incredibly helpful. Um, it was just a really great tool to kind of get a gauge of where I was at and really you know, tune into that self-awareness, but also find a lot of commonality in all the struggles and kind of, kind of grasp what to expect. You know, as a, as a freshman in, in undergrad, I had no idea what I was really getting myself into, you know, and so kind of figuring that out, um, going into internship and what you're going to be preparing for emotionally was really helpful to me. But similar to that, um, I, I found, a great resource to be people who had already walked the path that I was on, you know, asking um, professors and asking my supervisors, like, what, what did you experience when you were doing what I'm doing? And what, what should I be preparing for as I think about taking the board exam? Like, you know, just, just getting a real life, um, getting that input of a real life experience from people who were beyond where I was, I just found to be really, really helpful and encouraging because I found that a lot of them had gone through some of the same struggles and the self-doubt and, you know, the um, the nerves and the worry and everything that I was experiencing. And so that was actually really encouraging to me. Yeah, those are both great recommendations. Um, I look forward to reading that. I think that'll be, that book just sounds amazing. I don't know how I've not heard it, of it before. Yeah, it's a, it's really good. It's by um, it's compiled by Sarah Sendelbeck, and um, I mean, I, I have a copy I can loan you. But if <laughs> if you're out there, definitely um, we can share that book, and I would highly recommend it. That sounds like a good one to get for our interns and help them walk through, um, yeah. because there are very specific stages that interns um, travel through during the whole process, and um, and there's always always that moment of self doubt and fear and about yeah. what three fourths of the way through. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you get, then you get up on the end screen. Um, yeah. there's just, you know, and I think the, just a little plug here that it's, it's so important for 
interns to remember that it's all of, I mean, all those feelings are valid. Like you don't have to feel bad about feeling that you're unprepared. We all feel unprepared when we go into it. And, um, you know, it's, and being a music therapist is you have to, in in any profession, you have to keep learning. And so taking as much as you can from the experiences that you have had in your undergrad or your master's degree and, um, and then your internship experience and, and learn from those and then really putting in, um, strategies for yourself to continue learning, to continue having self-awareness and, um, evaluating yourself and, and what you need and, you know, both physically, professionally, emotionally, and mentally, um, mm-hmm. I think that's so many great resources. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So for um, just to kind of wrap up this little part of it, would you tell us maybe some of the biggest things that you've learned over the past year as you've transitioned from that student to professional? Yeah. Um, first, I've learned the importance of grace, um, giving grace to myself And taking moments to look back, and that's kind of the perspective that I mentioned, taking moments to look back at how far I've come rather than always just looking ahead and feeling like I'm never going to get there. Um, And with that, you know, not comparing my journey to others, um, that's a losing game every time. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't don't do that. (laughs) I've also learned the importance of challenging myself and stretching beyond my comfort zone. You know, you're coming out of of school, your professors and your supervisors can only take you so far and push you so hard, and they should be doing that. But if you're not ready to be uncomfortable and push yourself kind of for your whole career, it's, you know, Kristen, like you were just mentioning, putting those steps in place to continue your growth um, is so important or you're not going to reach your full potential. And, you know, some of the best advice that I was given going into internship um, was, if you ever get a chance to do something that you've never done before, even if it's really hard, do it. And so that was kind of a guiding principle that I took into my internship. And I think that's something that I need to keep in front of myself as a professional, um, to as a reminder to continue to stretch and grow and challenge myself and, um, you know, sometimes take that that jump or that leap of faith, knowing that you're going to come out of it a better therapist and a better person. Um, and yeah, and, and lastly, I think just learning the importance of self-awareness, you know, I've, we've already touched on that a little bit, but being able to first be proud of the things that I'm good at and be able to say those and recognize those because I'm, I am um, an expert at self-criticism. And so <laughs> it's sometimes hard for me to be able to identify the things that I am good at, Um but then also admit when I'm falling short and be transparent about it and ask for help. You know, part of my type A personality and being perfectionistic, it's sometimes really hard for me to um, ask for help. And so that's just, for me, having that self-awareness and keeping it all in check and in balance and just being real with my supervisors and, you know, being real with where I'm at and what I need and, Um, Real with myself is just so, so important for my growth and success. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is so important. So very important. Yeah. And, you know, and um, 
I'm actually going to take just a moment. I'd like you to tell our listeners just a little bit about where you did your internship at, because we're just really focusing on kind of this transition and internship is, is a big part of that. Um, You know, where you, where you did your internship and then maybe just um, some of the, the really big things that stuck out to you that you learned um, and, and maybe are even taking into, you know, the career that you have now. Um, I know I can think of a few things that you're bringing into our, our insight meetings um, that were really influential. But um, yeah, if you want to just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I did my internship at, um, uh, at Tallahassee Memorial Hospital in Tallahassee, Florida, um, which is in partnership with uh, Florida State University and is um, also the home of the um, I forget the full title, but it's like the National NICU Institute, um, mm-hmm. basically. And so um, I was able to work in um, the general hospital setting in all different departments of that, as well as the cancer center. Um, we were in an adult um, day program facility. Um, we did um, little ones classes that were offered to the community. We did lactation classes that were um, community-based mm-hmm. music therapy. And um, so I really just got a very broad experience in pretty much, you know, touched on every population. And so it was um, a very daunting and difficult internship just because so many situations that I found myself in were new to me. And so I think that's where that lesson of um, being learning to be uncomfortable in situations mm-hmm. really helped for me um, because I was forced to do that. And it was kind of sink or swim in some moments, you know? And yep. so um, that's, that really, I think, shaped a lot of my experiences and character. Um, but because it was so difficult and, um, you know, just a lot of hard work having to learn research and figure out how to, how to work with these different populations, um, you know, I think um, self-care really came into play for me. And so, um, you know, learning how to balance professional and personal boundaries and um, working self-care into a daily routine. Um, one tool that we use that I really love, and um, this is something that I, um, I've, I've kind of asked to bring to our team supervision, mm-hmm. is just um, using like affirmations. Um, you know, just simple little phrases to kind of help focus your mindset um, and, you know, encourage you to reach different goals or just check in with yourself. And so journaling those or um, drawing art around whatever that, you know, little mantra or affirmation is, is a fun, fun and helpful practice that I took away um, from that, that I still use. And um, yeah, just, it's just a, a a big time of growth. And then also, um, I think the self-care really came into play because one one challenge that I did not even anticipate going there was just feeling isolated, um, you know, living in a new town so far from home by myself, not knowing anyone was a huge mental challenge for me. And I think that that's something that will carry with me into music therapy because 
I think often we find in our field sometimes that music therapists are like little islands in in the midst of, you know, multidisciplinary care teams or being the only therapist in whatever type of facility and um, kind of learning to be independent in that way, but also how to find support and community remotely is really, really important. And so that was another thing that I learned, um, you know, checking in with friends and family and my peers and online support groups and, you know, Facebook groups and social media to feel connected to others was another really good takeaway for me. And that is so important, especially right now in this um, pandemic, um, unprecedented time that we're in. So I think, and you've already really touched on it, but if there's, are are there any other things that you want to share about just that really brings you into really this time in our history and what are some maybe positive aspects or things um, to really encourage um, those students, interns, new professionals um, to help them through this time specifically? Yeah. So um, for me, I think my motto was kind of to find joy in the little things. And so I actually kind of found that working from home while, you know, coming with its own set of challenges was also incredibly restful. And I, I, you know, I mentioned um, having felt kind of drained from the stress of undergrad and internship and all of that craziness. So being physically at home and physically still actually gave me a really strong sense of grounding. And that was something that I recognized and started really leaning into and actively seeking. And so, you know, for me, it was rejoicing in the simple things like working outside in the sunshine. That felt like medicine to me. And and I I know I can't, I probably have mentioned the word sunshine like a thousand times (laughs) in our (laughs) and stuff. But that is, I mean, but, but that is just so big for me. And so like really taking advantage of that was just, oh, it was everything. And so, um, you know, just really having a practice of gratefulness for little things like that, that I normally can't do was really big. Um, I would also say it was kind of a great opportunity to navigate many creative challenges. Um, you know, I don't know if, if, you have sensed this, but my brain is very active all the time. And so (laughs) having the puzzle of telehealth and um, virtual resources balanced with recovering from like unhealthy levels of stress kept me from just spacing out and kind of giving up and like losing all motivation while also not overdoing it. And finding the balance in those boundaries was like a good brain project for me. Um, And I think that learning to navigate those boundaries, having to learn to navigate those boundaries of working in your home really translates well to um, our jobs and our lives and figuring that out every day, forever. Like that's something I want to continue beyond this pandemic time. And then lastly, I think it... (laughs) A big positive that I found was it really allowed me to throw myself into all of the resources that have been shared with me and given to me, but also um, those that I've sought out. So like doing research for clients that I felt, um, you know, overwhelmed by or for areas that I knew I needed to kind of beef up my knowledge, I was really able to do that or, you know, planning interventions and learning new music and even doing some 
um, CMTE courses because I had the time. It for me, it really felt like I was able to get my feet planted. You know, coming, I, I in my mind, I visualize undergrad and internship and kind of this whole preparation work as it felt like I was swept up in a stream, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of tumbled along and yeah. Was, you know, just just going with the flow, if you will. But now I feel like I was able to kind of stand up out of the water and like get my feet on the ground. And so, um, you know, I know that this was a really difficult time and it was. Um, but for myself personally, I just really tried to take advantage of the stillness and um, just kind of go with it. And it, it it actually for me felt like a very fruitful time personally and mentally and emotionally, I think. So I'm, I've actually just been really grateful um, for all of the opportunities that, that COVID-19 has presented in, in really <laughs> unforeseeable ways. I am thankful. And I, you know, I am so thankful that you shared that because I think that it's going to resonate with so many students and so many interns. And yeah. I know that um, and new professionals, you know, because you can just get swept up in, well, I just need to, you know, go and do and keep yeah. moving forward. And without, you know, taking a moment to be aware of, okay, where am I? And mm-hmm. I know that as we've been, you know, helping you know, guide our, our interns as much as we can during this whole time. Um, you know, that's an important part for, for all of us as professionals, but especially for them as interns and for students, because, you know, with all the ensembles that we're doing and music therapists just tend to be so busy in, um, in undergrad. And so, because we're excited about all the things and want to learn about all the things. And, Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I do want to encourage those that are students, interns, and especially new professionals. I mean, all professionals, but just to to really be aware of the moments that you're in. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's a great recommendation. And that actually brings me to that affirmation that you shared this last week. Um, and I've got it pulled up here. And I think that it's a good thing to just kind of end on and then we'll do our fun facts at the end. Wow. Um, but that affirmation that you shared and encouraged us to Uh, encouraged us within our in our last meeting was I am participating in the experiences of the moment and that was I think so profound and it's it's simple but it's so encouraging for us Mm -hmm. to just think about the moments that we're in so I'm gonna uh, just reiterate that again I am participating in the experiences of the moment and I think if there's nothing else that you take from this, I think there's so much you can take from our conversation with Alyssa. She has so much knowledge and passion, as you can tell from um, our conversation today, but so much wisdom um, from this time and from her time, her journey from student to professional. Um, but to just to be in the moment and to do the best that you can in the moment that you're in and to, and to be present and to enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> Yes, always. (laughs) So as we close up, I've got three fun questions. So what first are you reading? Okay, so I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but I'm not a huge reader. However, I have been slowly picking at the book, The Far Pavilions, which is a um, historical fiction that is set in India in the um, 1800s, I believe. Um, so it's very old. 
setting, but it's been really good so far. It's just very hefty. So I am just taking my time digesting it, but I am working through that book and it's been highly recommended. So yeah. Very good. We'll have links to that in the show notes. Alrighty. What are you listening to? So I have really been vibing with a Spotify playlist called The Wilds. Um, it just really resonates with like my inner like flower child, wild girl. Um, and so it's like a very earthy, whimsical <laughs> folk Americana playlist. Yeah. And it just really makes my heart happy. Um, but also the ambient playlists for focus on Spotify really helped me get in a good headspace when I'm working at home. So those are really relaxing and just very um, ethereal. So I love those as well. Wonderful. And last but not least, are there um, your current favorite resource um, that you just have to share? Yes. So Kristen, you have heard me get excited about this before. This is like this is like my new favorite thing. Um, so I just discovered that there is a therapy game genre. So I found these on Amazon kind of by accident, but there's a whole genre of like card games and board games designed for different therapists. Um, so with some adapting, I've bought several that I think will be a great resource for some of my clients. Um, so now that I'm kind of obsessed with the games as like a visual tool for sessions, I'm also inspired to like start inventing games for music therapy sessions. So yes. bro, if you're listening, please call me. I'm working on some ideas, but it's just like a really creative approach. I think that you can use, um, with, you know, obviously, um, if it's appropriate with some clients of, of all different types. I mean, from adults to children to teenagers. Um, I just think it's kind of a unique approach that we could use in music therapy. Yeah, I think absolutely, because you're going to get that visual and the tactile. It's just that multi-sensory yeah. approach. Yep. Um, wonderful. Well, I can't wait to obviously see these in your sessions and yeah. um, hear more about this. Yeah. So Alyssa, thank you. Thank you for taking time today to come and share your insights and um, just your passion and uh, the energy. We all are just better off by having been around you um, and the well, energy you, you share. So, it is my pleasure. <laughs> so thank you very much. You're and um, we will, uh, everybody, if you have any uh, thoughts, questions, comments, ideas, um, you know how to reach us at uh, givingsong at gmail.com. You can also check our website out at www.givingsong.org. Um, and then check out our new, um, well, I guess our summer initiative, the Rock On Project. If you haven't heard anything about it, check out rockonproject.com. Alyssa's been highly instrumental in getting that going. It's been a really big creative outlet for all of us. It's the yeah. rockonproject.com. We have a Spotify playlist for it. Um, and also Alyssa did a little PSA, um, podcast a couple weeks ago. So, um, we'll link that as well into the show notes, but, um, hope you all are having a really well day. Um, and again, just one other reminder, I am participating in the experiences of the moment. Mm -hmm. So have a good day, everyone. And thanks again.